This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you got the Christmas tree up at your place, right? I do, yeah, and the Christmas lights, yep. And you went with a real tree. Where did you put the Christmas tree is the big question. In our living room beside the fireplace. Okay. You know, stereotypical spot. Fairly traditional, but you may want to consider moving it into your bedroom. Why? Because a recent study coming out of the UK revealed that a Christmas tree in your bedroom will improve your sex life. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why? The nature smells get you, get you going? Provides a more romantic atmosphere. Stop. The pine smell is part of it. And it just sets the mood nicely. Okay. okay, so what if I just put one of those rear view mirror pine trees around my neck? <laughs> same thing, I don't smell think, the pine. I don't think it, it has the same effect. I think the lights are a big part of it as well. <laughs> that is so stupid. There is not a single human I know who puts a Christmas tree in their bedroom. Do you, have you ever seen such a thing? Well, I, I'm not invited into many bedrooms anymore other than my own, so no. I know, but like none of, no <laughs> friend, ne- I've never, everybody's is in the living room. This could be, it does sound like something that uh, a store came up with to try and get people to buy two Christmas trees. Yeah, yeah, a second tree, for, a second smaller tree. A uh, spokesperson says it connects us with nature. It reminds us of our earliest ancestors who slept and made love outdoors. <laughs> So they're they're really they're not just pushing the the Christmas tree in the bedroom, but they are uh, pushing real wood. <laughs> if you if you have some real wood mm-hmm. in the bedroom, it will improve your sex life. But I hear artificial wood does a pretty good job <laughs> as well. In some cases, some would argue it does yeah, a better yeah. job. Sometimes, uh, yeah, it's hard to compete. <laughs> And just a suggestion, if you're looking to spice things up. Yeah, yeah. If you want to stop having uh, sex at the outdoor tree lot, <laughs> bring yeah, it home. Don't have to go in the backyard anymore. You've got a Christmas tree in the bedroom. Hey, honey, why don't you get over here and unwrap your present? Oh. It's under the tree. If you got a question, ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer. A question about custody or a neighbor, Ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer. It's time for Ask a Lawyer. We've got Ian Snedden with us, partner with Cohen Hiley. You can find him, CohenHiley.com. How are you, Ian? I am well, thank you. Good to hear from you. We have the phone lines open as well, one 833 That's one 829 6546 If you have a question you'd like to run past a lawyer, Ian will do his best to answer that for you. Let's start with this one. We just got a call from one of our listeners, would like to uh, remain anonymous, but is curious about uh, his wife's situation. His wife has been let go from her job because she refuses to get vaccinated. And he is curious to know if there's any legal action he can take because she's been let go. Yeah, that's a great question because it's something that's happening right now and um, there, there are going to be numerous court challenges on the issue of whether an employer is justified in uh, preventing people from being at the workplace because they're not vaccinated. I'm not an employment lawyer, and there are actually beyond even employment law and into charter rights, too. 
Um, I, I think that uh, it will likely be found that an employer is entitled to make that decision, but that certainly hasn't been determined finally by the court yet. For this person, she should see an employment lawyer and uh, and she might have be able to at least sue for um, uh, compensation for being if she didn't get a severance, as some people would call it, uh, when when she was let go. I would think that those provisions would still apply that if an employer um, terminates somebody's contract because they're not vaccinated, um, I don't know whether employers are still paying. Uh, people, uh, the severance that they're supposed to, but I would imagine they would have to. So it would be best to consult with an employment lawyer. It's weird though, because the employers are only doing it because of the government. So then therefore, isn't it the government's fault and shouldn't they be liable? Well, Jim, that's why there's so many questions that are going to be raised. I, I really do think there'll be several court challenges on it. Uh, the government is making a requirement, and you would think then that the employer would likely be protected because they're simply following the law. That's that's the logic I would follow, Jim. What would you recommend to a client in this situation then, Ian? Let's say they came in, they've been fired. Uh, would you say that they should fight it now, or should they be documenting everything and kind, kind of waiting to see where the precedent is set, where where things kind of land, where the ball lands uh, with with the higher courts here in Canada? I think they should consult with an employment lawyer first, but likely not bring a lawsuit yet. There are limitation periods. And the other thing is that uh, if people are terminated for this reason and they sign something releasing the employer and they haven't consulted with a lawyer yet, that could be very bad because they may be giving up all of these rights and all of these arguments that they might otherwise have. So I think it's important to see a lawyer uh, right away, but likely it'll be a case of waiting, I would think, to see how uh, other cases go, although somebody has to be the first or the or the sixth deciding case. you got a question. A question about custody or a neighbor. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. Ian Snedden is a partner with Cohen Highly Law Firm. Here's one in your wheelhouse. Ian is uh, is specializes in family law. This is from Scott, one of our listeners. Text message says, "Here's my question, guys. Divorced couple. We adjust our child support amount annually with our T4s." I feel my ex has another job and two T4s, but she only claims she has one job. Hmm. How do you find out if your ex-partner is hiding a second income? Thank you. It's a good question. So uh, our uh, legislation allows for disclosure, particularly when it comes to child support. So uh, First, the request should be made, I want to see all of your income, and it's more than simply the T4, it's the complete income tax return. And normally you would be able to find on there if there's a second job, if it's sort of a low-grade attempt by the spouse to hide income, it's simply, oh, I didn't tell you about my other job. Well, it's still going to show up on the income tax return. Okay. If, 
somebody's making a more deliberate attempt to hide that uh, that job, then of course it can get very complicated. Um, yeah, what if someone? You know, what if someone's doing a cash job? Like they're uh, they're a tradesperson and they're uh, doing side jobs for cash only. Right. So sometimes you can find witnesses who will say because they don't care. Say, yeah, I paid them in cash uh, for that. That's one way. So you either investigate on your own or you could hire someone to do so. Um, th- yeah, that's probably one way. Another one is lifestyle. If somebody's saying, I only make uh, $25,000 a year, but they have cars and they're going on vacations, then the court can take that into account. And then the third part that's in the legislation is the court can impute income. So even if somebody isn't uh, making uh, as much money as you think they are, the court can look to the capability of somebody saying, okay, we know you're only making this amount of money, but you're actually capable of making considerably more. We're going to base child support uh, on on what your income should be. Uh, not, right. not speculative. Yeah, if somebody, if somebody like uh, they're they're working as a heart surgeon, they get a divorce, and then they decide to become a sandwich artist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Follow just your passion. To, just to screw over their ex. <laughs> but also, you could also lose a high paying job and then be forced to take a low paying job. Yeah, so you wouldn't be blamed in that case. Uh, yeah, well, that person would be. Uh, but you'd have to prove it. Uh, the the onus initially is on the person saying, "Hey, this person is underemployed or isn't is capable of earning much more income." Once they get over that hurdle, then the onus shifts to the person to try to show how much uh, money they really have. Okay, well, I hope yeah. that, I hope that helps with Scott's question. There, we got one more. This one's kind of interesting. We want to get to it quickly here. Question for yeah. Ian: I'm wondering about the rights of a teacher or principal to search a student or a student's locker at school. Oh, um, none. As far as I'm aware, don't do it. So uh, teachers don't have any uh, special powers of search that ordinary citizens do, and. Um, wouldn't the locker technically be school property, though? I can remember being in high school, and we'd get our lockers searched. They, they'd come in with the dogs. They'd come in with the, the bolt cutters. They'd cut bolt locks right off the, the lockers. Yeah, I think in those cases, though, maybe they're, they're involving the police, and the police might have, might have to have reasonable cause, but um, teachers themselves shouldn't take the action into their own hands. Uh, Definitely yeah, discuss it with the with the higher ups at the school absolutely. board and find out what the policy is before you start right. tackling kids and open their <laughs> their knapsacks. Yes, <laughs> uh, things have changed. Hey, eh? what was school like in your day, Ian? Uh, teachers were more likely to tackle you, and it was so acceptable that uh, you know if, if um, I once got whacked with a cricket bat. Uh, on my butt for doing something. And your you parents still to... got you in trouble when you got <laughs> home. No, I didn't tell my parents about it. Because well, you, you probably like, deserved yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was afraid that my parents would be... They'd give you another round. Yeah. <laughs> Get a badminton racket out or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've got a legal question you want to ask off the air, Cohen Hiley is listening. Ian Stenton, thanks. You can find him at com. Well, yesterday we we had some bad news for vapors on the show, Jim. Mm -hmm. If you're vaping and you thought it was a a safe alternative to getting floppy in the drawers, uh, 
You know, the cigarettes you see on the package, they have the, the limp cigarette warning you that if you smoke too much that you could have erectile dysfunction, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing goes for vaping, researchers have found. Yeah, whatever it is, the mix of uh, chemicals in there, something's going on. They haven't quite narrowed it down, but they say there is a pattern that you're two and a half times more likely to suffer from ED if you're a vapor. Mm. So that was some bad boner news yesterday. Uh, we've got some good boner news for really? you today. Okay. Man, Mondays do suck. Tuesdays are great. Tuesdays are great. We need to we need to make this a regular segment on Good the show. boner news. Boner news <laughs> with Taz and Jim. Here we go. Uh, this is actually this is very positive. Uh, taking Viagra can cut cut your Alzheimer's risk by sixty nine percent. Nice. Sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Researchers at the Cleveland Clinic have been trying to figure out if any drugs already approved by the FDA in the U.S. could help with Alzheimer's. And they found that generic Viagra looks very promising, went through more than 7 million medical records, and found that men who were on Viagra were much less likely to develop Alzheimer's over a six-year period. I wonder if this is because of something that's in Viagra itself or if there's just a lifestyle or an attitude or something that with guys who are more likely to want or need Viagra, maybe they have a more active lifestyle. Like we've talked about it before, Tess, when you retire, all of a sudden you slowly start fading away if you don't keep up yeah. like activities or You need or something hobbies. to drive you. Yeah, so maybe Viagra you know, <laughs> gets you, gives you a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It and do gets the different. motor running, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Older guys who take Viagra on a regular basis were the ones who uh, whose risk was cut by sixty nine percent, and that is just you wonder if it was sixty eight, and the the Cleveland Clinic is like, let's round it up. Come on, let's make this a perfect story. <laughs> well, there you go. If you're wondering why Grandpa's pants enter the room two minutes before he does, yeah, and why his memory is so great. <laughs> This is Magic Blue Pills. Mm -hmm. Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, now officially the best Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) He has been for a while, but officially now he is for sure. Uh, I I just had to Google just to double check, make sure. Is Rivers Cuomo related to Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo? Uh, they are not related despite sharing a last name. There's no relation between Rivers and the Cuomos. Both Rivers and the Cuomos were born in New York City, but they had very different upbringings. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Chris Cuomo, uh, he was let go by CNN on the weekend for helping out his brother, feeding him information that he shouldn't have been giving him allegedly when uh, his brother was getting accused of sexual impropriety in the governor of New York's office. Mm -hmm. And Cuomo also put out a statement yesterday. Chris Cuomo, got to be clear which Cuomo we're Cuomoing right now. Uh, Chris Cuomo, he has uh, hung up the headphones on his Sirius XM show as well. Hmm. So he's taken a step back from, from his radio show to focus on his family. 
He's been doing that, I think, <laughs> for a while. He threw his career away for his family. Yeah, well, you know? he means like his kids and oh, wife, okay. I think. Okay. Which is the, always the go-to when something, you get accused of something or something happens. I got to focus on my family right now. Like it was his choice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this has been very hard on my family. It's not my fault at all. <laughs> I'm such a good guy. I'm going to focus on my family now after making some bad decisions <laughs> that have affected all of us. But not Rivers. He's not related uh-uh. to them at all. <laughs> Rivers Cuomo, still cool, everybody. Yeah, still a good guy by all accounts. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that the Americans are going to be boycotting the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics? Really? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> Kinda. Yesterday it was announced that the U.S. is uh, going to be doing a diplomatic boycott. So they're still going to send the athletes over to compete, but they aren't going to send any diplomats to the Winter Games. February 4th is when those get underway in in Beijing, China. And the reason is they uh, have concerns about China's human rights record. Mm -hmm. So this is how they're going to... Stick it to China, not send the diplomats over for the Olympics. That'll show them. The, the men's hockey team will still show up, but Kamala Harris will not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I can watch uh, hockey is, if they don't have diplomats to cut to in the audience. I, when there's a goal, I want to see a diplomat clapping afterwards. Otherwise, I can't enjoy the game. I, di- I didn't know diplomats went. Like I didn't know that was part. Are we? Are they paying? Are tax money going to pay to send like politicians? Yeah, over or of something? course, of course it That's is. So stupid. There's always diplomats. You always see someone representing each country, uh, a politician of a of a higher level. Uh, there are calls in Canada for us to join the diplomatic protest of the Beijing Games. So again, it's still sending the athletes over to compete, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but the politicians don't go to watch, which, man, China must be really upset about that. <laughs> Just kidding. They're not. Huh. Here is, uh, this is China's response here. I will translate. I got the subtitles up here. This is... Uh, the protagonists of the Beijing Winter Games are the athletes, not the individual politicians. Politicians who clamor for boycott for political self-interest or showing off and hyping things up. No one cares whether they come or not. That is from China. I don't often agree with China, but they got a point (laughs) on that one. Nobody does care. This sends no message. Yeah, if you're going to boycott, boycott. If if you want to make a point, don't send the athletes. I know it sucks for the athletes, but if... If China is that bad, then you shouldn't send the athletes. It's like all of the countries are looking at each other, seeing like, who's going to do well, you know, if America goes, we have a better chance at, uh, you know, the the gold or something like everybody's waiting for somebody to make a move, I think, and nobody's going to do it. And this would be the easiest year to do. It. I mean, COVID complicates everything. If there was a year you could easily boycott it with the least, uh, you know, disruption as possible is this year. It's not something I would want to do. Canada, the men's hockey team is going to be incredible. I can't wait to watch that. But if you're going to boycott, boycott. This really is a half measure. I got this message. Taz and Jim 
Have you guys heard that there's a new breakthrough for dementia? Apparently, Viagra can stop progression. Yes, we did. We we couldn't sit on that story. That was the first thing we talked about this morning <laughs> on the show. Breaking! It's Alzheimer's. If you take Viagra, if you're an older man, your risk of Alzheimer's could be cut by 69%. <laughs> Which is a little too perfect. Yeah. If you're taking Viagra. Imagine giving your grandpa that for Christmas. A few <laughs> pills. Hey, buddy. What's that? There was an ad a couple of years ago. It was a, uh, a grandpa and he's all sad at the family Christmas. And then the son goes over, gives him a gift. He opens it and his eyes light up and he springs out of the chair and gives the kid a hug. And it was a Pornhub gift card <laughs> that he gave grandpa. My, my grandpa probably wouldn't be able to figure out how to turn on the Google Chrome yeah. and find it in the first place. Grandpa doesn't have uh, Grandpa doesn't have Alzheimer's, but he needs a double wrist replacement. <laughs> is he a skier? No. <laughs> this is kind of uh, freaky. Call the Avengers. They may have found the tesseract on the on the moon. What's this all about? A mysterious cube has been discovered by a Chinese rover on the moon. It's a a blurry cube off in the distance. Who knows if it's really a cube? But yeah, China has a rover on the moon right now. And on the horizon of the moon, you can see something, something. It's like kind of square, but it's so far away. It's hard to tell. Uh, they released the photo, and it's uh, it's out there now. But they say it's um it's actually technically only eighty meters away, but it could take a month for the rover to get there and actually investigate it. Which I'm pretty surprised how slow the rover is. I know it's do I know it's diligent, but can't you just like step on it and get over there like in a couple minutes? No roads. Eighty meters. The infrastructure on the moon isn't great. I hear. <laughs> But like literally a snail could crawl there in a day. Well, they need the uh, the detachable drone like they have on the Mars rover, mm-hmm. right? Or you just uh, you, you go for a little flight, check it out and come back, dock on it, send yeah. the pictures back. In, in a perfect, what do they think it is? Well, they, you know, there's hypotheticals saying, is it alien? Is it a, is it a, uh, you know, a society that existed on Earth millennia ago and already made it to move the moon? Then they were wiped out and they left some evidence on there. Or is it most likely a crater, or sorry, an asteroid or something hit the moon, caused a bunch of debris to fly up, and it just so happened that a square, it's a square stone rock. or boulder is sitting in a, at a funny spot. Well, but, let's go check it out. Yeah, just to make sure. Yeah, we'll let you know in six months when the rover gets there. <laughs> it's like 10 feet away. You know, it's going to take a while to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> An odd cube-shaped object on the moon. It's time to take a look at sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio, Dev. Wild weather in Buffalo last night. A crazy game where the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills despite throwing only three passes in a 14-10 victory. The previous time we saw this was back in 1974 when the Bills beat the New York Jets by throwing only once. So uh, we don't obviously see this all that often, but the wind was just so crazy last night. Patriots being the Patriots with Bill Belichick being uh, kind of the crafty guy he is. He's just a 
decided if we do not have the wind at our back, we are just going to run the ball. And they ran the ball 46 times. They ran over 200 yards on the Bills. This is the second time we've seen the Bills uh, run defense really uh, suffer. They got you know pancaked by the uh, Indianapolis Colts a couple weeks ago. And uh, the Patriots had the winning formula. Just to give you an idea of how bad the wind was, there was a the team setting up, practicing kicks before the game, trying to kick a 40-yarder. It's clearly going into the uprights, but then like stopped and blew to the right. Like It was, I don't know, some of the, the highest winds I've seen in a football game before. It was crazy for the Bills, too, because in the first quarter, they had the wind behind them, so it was advantage Buffalo. <laughs> so you and kicked early- like a 95-yard <laughs> yeah, exactly. End-to-end. The Bills kind of blew it, though, because uh, they turned the ball over and uh, the Patriots right after that ran for a big uh, uh, touchdown that was really kind of the story of the game because if New England doesn't score that touchdown off of that turnover, they may not have won this game. So they were able to turn points in their favor when they did not have the wind behind them. And that was really the difference in the game. If you did not have... The wind behind you, you weren't throwing the ball. And if you couldn't throw the ball, it's hard to win the game. And uh, the Patriots just snuck one out last night. How bad is this news for the Buffalo Bills? I mean, it's not catastrophic, but they are in a, a tough spot. There's just so much parity in the NFL right now. New England is looking really strong uh, for the playoff picture. Buffalo, assuming they don't you know, struggle even more, if they can get to you know around 10 wins, they could probably get into the playoffs here with, uh, you know, a wild card spot or something, but they're not uh, by uh, the way it looks right now going to have home field advantage the way they did uh, last year. Things started great for Buffalo this year. They've struggled the past couple of weeks and it's going to be a bumpy ride if they keep playing like this. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.